Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. Today, I'm speaking to the oh-so-charming Kevin Spiritus, one of the co-creators, writers, and stars of the acclaimed LGBTQ-themed TV series, After Forever. After Forever is the recipient of six Daytime Emmy Awards, including Outstanding Digital Drama Series, Outstanding Writing for a Digital Drama Series, Outstanding Directing of a Digital Drama Series, Outstanding Actor in a Digital Drama Series for Spiritus, and Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Digital Drama Series. To date, After Forever is the most Emmy-awarded LGBTQ-themed drama series on any platform. The first two seasons of the series received rave reviews for telling the rarely seen story of vibrant, active, and diverse grown-up gay men. A group who, like women, tend to disappear from television and film once they're no longer 20 or 30-something, and they don't return until they're either elderly or non-sexual. It also received kudos for its unflinching honesty in dealing with loss, while maintaining a sense of humor and hope for the future. The producers of the series recently released a documentary-style special titled Riley's Unforgettable School Project. This unique installment of the series centers around the character of Riley, played by Finn Douglas, who, while attending school remotely due to COVID-19, is tasked with creating a project about the most unforgettable person he's ever met. Riley chooses Jason, played by Mitchell Anderson, and along the way he enlists friends and family to share why they think Jason was so unforgettable. The special was shot remotely throughout the fall of 2020, while the country continued the battle against COVID-19. In a statement, the creative team says they knew they couldn't film season three as intended, with integrity, and they certainly didn't want to put anyone at risk. In the meantime, however, they wanted to do something creative to keep the After Forever family and fans engaged. The producers do plan to resume production on Season 3 once it's safe to do so in late 2021. Sadly, just as the creative team was about to release the new special, Michael Slade, one of the show's creators, writers, and producers, lost his three-and-a-half-year battle with cancer. Also, the day I spoke to Kevin... The Glad Media Award nominations had just been announced, including the news that After Forever will be honored with a special recognition award. Join me as I chat with Kevin Spiritus about the new special, Riley's Unforgettable School Project, the loss of his colleague, life imitating art, and more. Happy New Year! Oh my God! Hi, honey. Kevin Spirita says, "I live and breathe." We made it to 2021. Barely. Fuck yeah! Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Amen. Amen to that. First thing I have to say up front: your daytime multi-daytime Emmy Award-winning series, After Forever, is getting a special honor from the Glad Media Awards. It was just announced today. Yeah. yeah no competition. Okay. We're just giving you the award. You're so good. Well, oh, <laughs> and I know we'll probably talk about this. Uh, it couldn't have come at a better time uh, after um, the loss of my writing partner and collaborator, Michael Slade, who just 
you know, for three and a half years, he, he was a warrior battling cancer. And um, now I just know he's smiling down. I really, I, I can't even tell you the amount of joy. I just finished crying. <laughs> I was so happy. I, yeah. I can say it's interesting with After Forever getting this recognition from the GLAAD Media Awards, which specifically focuses on the promotion and the imaging of LGBTQ people in television, films, recording arts. And I know when you started After Forever, your goal was to write stories about adult gays adults. And I mean that by saying people of our age, but so that the mainstream could take this in too, take in we and see these stories. We wanted to write a love story. Yes. We wanted to write a love story about two men, mm -hmm. but you know, Michael and I uh, believe that a love story is a love story. It's not just a gay thematic love story. It's not a hetero, you know, thematic. It's love is love is love as we all know, but what we realized as we were crafting the story of what causes someone to stay in love, to lose at love, it, we finally found the, the fit was um, about loss and how we all experience loss. And, you know, I, I go back over and over again to that day that I actually met Michael Slade in, in 2014 when he tapped on my shoulder at the gym and said, are you Kevin Spiritus? Because I... I think I used to write for you when you were on Days of Our Lives. You know, it was just this extraordinary universal crossing point, as I call it. And um, I, I could never guess in a million years that in a sad life imitating art scenario, yeah. Michael would now go through this cancer that we have sort of talked about in the series. And, um, you know, I'm just I'm just reminded how how blessed we all are. And there's been so much loss this year on top oh, of. Yeah. You know, Michael was Michael was sick. As soon as we launched season one, he got the diagnosis. So for these three and a half years, he's been through writing season two and Riley's Unforgettable School Project. And, and there is a completed season three written. We just haven't filmed it yet, and we will. But the, the idea that this collective sense of loss and, 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 and depression and sadness that everyone has been feeling this last year. You know, you and I haven't really caught up, caught up, but... Um, I'm sure in the world that you're in, you know, we, you and I kind of have this like, you know, subset of people that we've right. lost in our, our Broadway community, not even just from COVID-19. Right. So it's been, it's, I, I, I find it to be extremely paralyzing, yet I've just turned the corner. I was telling Alison Venor, um, our producer, who I couldn't have done any of this without, and Michael could not have done any of this show without, was um, I've just now turned a corner where I feel inspired, mm -hmm. so inspired, not by the loss, but folks, we, we got a certain amount of time on this planet and we've got to rock and fucking roll, you know? Well, you know, and, and speaking of that, with the, the pandemic and everything, I just want to, I, I have a question and you're super mm -hmm. smart because I know you'll have an answer for this. So um, <laughs> just imagine you're a guy with, just hypothetical, maybe a six-time Emmy award-winning drama series. Yeah. Now, just imagine... And there's a pandemic and you, you can't shoot your third season that you're dying to shoot because of the pandemic. So, you know, Kevin, like just spitballing here, like what would you do? Hmm. That's an interesting <laughs> question, Randy Slotchek. I'll tell you what we did. You know, we had written season two and three and the intent was to film them back to back. We were all set to go. And then all of a sudden, back a year ago, 
we lost um, our director. She couldn't do it a certain amount of time. And then Mitchell Anderson was opening a new restaurant back in Atlanta. So we had to like figure out where was our chunk of time. And we ended up just doing season two. But season three was laying there. And then the pandemic hit. And Michael and I and Allison all thought we could do season three. We could raise the extra amount of money that it would cost to do protocols and, 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 and safety on the set. But it's it's not only super expensive, but the the risk of having to sh shut down every other day, or we couldn't risk that. So Michael and I said, what could we do to stay relevant and current and <clears throat> and not change the story? Because we didn't want to change season three and make it about COVID. So we brainstormed and we came up with the idea of the character of Riley, mm -hmm. um, who plays, you know, uh, he's in the series that he gets a school project while he's home learning uh, school remotely. And he decides to uh, create this project about the most unforgettable person he's ever met. And there we get to dive into um, asking the three questions. And uh, each character in After Forever is sent, they were all sent cameras. Um, as the actors, we sent them the camera, we sent yep. them the, yep. the microphone, we yep. sent them the light ring, uh, the ring light. We had to direct them over Zoom. So I was going to ask you about that, how this happened, because I've watched the, what, now what do you call it? Is, this is like a mini, it's longer than an episode. It's not a season. It's a special. It's a special. There, that's it's the word special. we use. Yeah. So you have this special and all of your actors, are, the regular actors from the series of After Forever, plus a new cast member, are in I'm different afraid. locations. Yes. And for instance, my dear friend Jameson Stern uh, shot his scenes, of course, <laughs> in a bathtub. So because that's what he would do. You're in the in a gorgeous kitchen. You know, I, I'll tell you, uh, I'm in the actual kitchen that uh, is used at the townhouse that we film after forever in. Right. And I live in Los Angeles, and you know, we had to send cameras to Connecticut, to um, to Jersey. We had to send a camera to um, Vancouver because um, Christopher Hankey was doing a project up in Vancouver. And I could have shot something here remotely at the house here or at a friend's here in Los Angeles. But my gut told me, even though there was a pandemic going on, that uh, because I was watching and seeing Michael on FaceTime or Zoom, um, I was seeing that there was a possible slowdown in his um, in his energy, and I thought, you know, this could be the last time I see him. So I got tested. I and I'm still, God bless America. Uh, I'm still negative, uh, um, COVID negative, and I got on a plane and I went to see him, and I went to stay at the house that we worked at, and that's where I ended up doing my remote shoot. There's something wonderful, especially for your scenes, because we we do see the kitchen in the series of After Forever. It's nice to see your character be composed, to be calm, to be, there's a happiness about all of these remembrances for your character. A lot of your characters had some drama in remembering uh, mm -hmm. Jason. And it, it was nice to see you in the, the kitchen that we know and you to have this, this really comfortable demeanor and warmth that wasn't about drama this time. And not that I love the drama and you're really good at it. Uh, Emmy award winning good no, no. at it. I, I, I think there's really, Michael and I said that. And Michael Slade, who has always been, he's been the, the, the wordsmith 
we had the stories. We set up all the different stories that we wanted to tell for each character. And, you know, they're all supposed to be in quarantine. So, you know, they're all in separate rooms filming themselves. And this room could be that room in that house. And this. But for us, it was weaving together the, the documentary style, um, emotional wave of how these stories and these memories could be told without it becoming a memorial. Yeah. And I was and, aware and, of that. I, and Michael did such a beautiful job with that. And there are moments like um, uh, Jameson, who plays Paul One, and 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 uh, Lenny Wolpe, who plays uh, Jason's dad, and I myself. Um, there's a couple of us who get a little choked up at, at a moment here and there. But it's not a huge, it's not a huge burial scene, and it's not a. Um, and on, on a on a really, you know, as I said, life imitating art. We had to start moving ahead and edit this without Michael's final input because he just kept getting sicker and sicker. When he went into hospice, uh, I said to Allison, I said, we need to make decisions or we're going to miss our deadline, you know, and um, to sit back outside of it and watch it now, there's almost this odd, uh, there's almost this odd feeling of this, we could be talking about Michael. That's what I was going to say. I didn't know how soon or quickly or close to the shooting it was. But by the time I watched it, I want to say he had passed or no. Yeah, um, he. So we we it we was really close. At, we finished filming at the end of October. Then he hit a wall and started going downhill. Mm -hmm. We finished editing and launched it on the thirty first of December. Michael had died on the twenty seventh of December. That's right. Three days shy of his sixty ninth birthday. And what I can give you is I did. I went to see him in Connecticut at, the, at hospice and I sat with him. And even though he was very scared and uh, I said, let's be scared together. And I'd hold his hand and I just kept telling him how loved he was. And I was so grateful that out of all the guys, he could try that pickup line, <laughs> you know, at the gym. <laughs> right. um, I was gifted with this extraordinarily talented and, and funny and smart individual who um that not only did we end up writing up a, a project about what was happening but i said i said to him you better fucking talk to me i'm i'm sorry for the language I said, yeah, no, you, better good. Fucking, you better fucking talk to me because we wrote a series about this and i want to be in communication with you you know <laughs> well you know it's interesting because i think back to this whole arc i guess you could certainly dream that i realized i first spoke to you before the first season of After Forever Command. It was like March of 2018. Oh, yeah. You're yeah, right. Oh, I'm looking at my blog and I have a oh, post yeah, with you. Right, you're right. I was you're right. Absolutely. Uh, the, my podcast aired April 19th, 2018. And you guys had a trailer March 3rd, 2018. At That's least, right. I posted it. And I remember you telling me like the, the whole thing with, with Michael being your collaborator started with that line at the gym. And you just had an idea to come up with a way to create work for both of yourselves. And you came up with this great idea in this series. Clearly, it's a great idea because it's resonated with so many people. Just what a great arc for this drama series to have that when you're working on this special, yeah. that you know what you're talking about because you're literally going through it yourselves. What an incredible thing. Yes. And even though it's based on characters right. from the official After Forever, the series, it stands alone very well, I oh. believe. And uh, because we reference it over and over again and we explain just enough, Michael made me 
not only a better actor, you know, to stand in my complete honesty of who I am and what I want to say. And what he wrote for not just me, but for the entire series is that's like that's like lightning, you know, in a bottle. I'm so grateful that I've had that opportunity. And um, I pray that he channels through me because I got in such an argument with him. (laughs) We would see things. That would be okay. We like, yes, we agree on that. Okay, move on to the next scene. You know, and then we'd we'd go and film something and then the editing would be like, no, that's gotta be this way. And then the other thing was, no, that's gotta be that way. And we would be talking about opposite things. And then we realized we're both at a you know, at a standstill. We've gotta both be able to acquiesce and 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 and, and give into what the other one's seeing just to try it out in the editing room or or the edit of the of a line. And sure enough. Both of us learned that we both had extremely unique vision, but they could sort of overlay each other and it would make this perfect whole. And um, I'm so grateful. And then he made me write things down as opposed to talking. Like, I like talking. Like, we're talking on Zoom right now. I love this because I can sit there and see you. And he's like, no, just write it down. I'm like, I hate writing. (laughs) (laughs) The truth be told, I'm a great ideas person. I'm a great visionary. I see it. I can I can see the images and the scene working out in my mind. My mind is so fast that I can't keep up with the typing because I'm not really a type. I'm a As so a writer I'm, myself, I can tell you I, if I could just say it out loud without having to like you were just saying, yeah. it would be so much easier. But because I have to write, it does slow me down. I have to tell you like suddenly I get too granular. If I could say what it is that I know that I know that I want to say, it would be- Exactly. And, and the other thing, I'll just say this to you because this is what I found. And Michael was a teacher of this. You know, he said, find a way to coax yourself into taking the time. And that not only helped me with my writing, but my reading. You know, I, I hate to sit down and read. I just think I'm missing something out. And, and then the words, you know, invert. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? I can't. It's too fast. I missed something. So he's with me all the time. And like the story of After Forever, you know, love never ends. It never dies. And you may not be here in the physical, but you're here in the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And As I know, right heart. now you are in Vegas and I'm in L.A. and I get to see your smiling face. <laughs> Well, in speaking of heart, so you do have a third season to shoot yeah, that Michael yeah. wrote. W- wrote. Yeah. We, we, we created the story. Yeah. It's already written. We just have to wait till the uh, COVID yeah. rules and regulations sort of, you know, yeah. lower, lower their, um, their restrictions. It'll well, get done. I, 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 I know it will. I mean, you guys are on such a roll and there's such great characters. The actors that you have, like... Lenny Wolpe and, and Anita Gillette and you and Mitchell and Jameson and Katie uh, Huffman and Katie Aaron Huffman. And, I mean, and, so many, and they're also individual. Like they've really taken the ball and run with it. Yeah. In yeah. their own and way. They were all game. They were all game to stick to it, even when they didn't know really what it was. I have just a couple of minutes left, but I just want to segue real quick. Someone we both knew, you knew better than I did, uh, because I think about taking the ball and running with it. Bob Avian. <sighs> it's really hard. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Bob Avian recently passed away. The Tony Award winning co choreographer of yeah. A Course Line and Follies Dreamgirls. and Dream Girls. He was Michael Bennett's right hand. And you worked with him on Broadway in A Course Line. And what makes me think of this is you talk about 
taking these characters and, and running with it. Uh, maybe I said that, but you know, when you have creators that allow actors to do that, you don't get this cookie cutter version of a character. And I know in a chorus line, you know, there were some people who were in charge of managing the show. I'm being really good, aren't I? <laughs> wait, wait, you need to, you also need to let the audience know you and I eventually we were, did the show together. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and there are people who we, we shall not name. Yeah, um, we were Batman and Robin together. Um, you were Zach and I was Larry. And uh, it was a great time. It was a great time. But we've we've both been in a course line situations where there are some people who need you to be what they remember a character to be the cookie cutter version. And then there are other people who say, that's your version. Go with that. Yeah. And yeah. I heard so many stories about Bob and Michael with a chorus line. I remember when Jimmy Litton replaced Wayne Salento as Mike, mm -hmm. which is the role you did on Broadway. And Jimmy was the first to put in the tumbling pass. Right. He, and he was not a tapper. He wasn't a tapper. He wasn't a tapper. And they said, uh, someone said, well, that's, that's not what it is. And Michael and Bob apparently said, well, that's his version. Yeah. So that's yeah. good. And and I would hear Donna McKechnie tell me all the time that, you know, Michael and Bob would say, let them explore it. Let them explore yeah. it. And it reminds me of just how you guys have approached your actors in After Forever is letting them explore it. Maybe you take this thing that you've come up with and then Katie Huffman does something and you go, oh, yeah, keep that. Or Well, you know, when it's on the page you already have a really good liftoff. But then you have someone who has um, their own sense of style and their own creativity and their own input to it. And uh, I mean, uh, last year, Mary Beth Peel, mm. last, year, last season, season two, Mary Beth Peel, who played my mom in a flashback, yeah. just took this off the page. Like, we didn't even know that this was going to be that scene. You know, we knew what it could be, but um, Anita Gillette, Lenny Wolpe, uh, and and just you know, I'll never forget sitting the first day of season two when we were we were filming the memorial scene first. You know, but I, I will say this: you know, um, we lost Bob Avian, we've lost you know Rebecca Luker this year. Yes. And um, when I was visiting Michael uh, in hospice in um, early December, we lost Anne Ryan King. Oh. And, I know you had. I mean, I, I with years. I know, she hired me for Chicago, and she yeah. was the reason they hired me thirteen times. She yeah, was the I, reason, and I knew. And her. that day, because God bless Anne, she just went to sleep. Yeah, you know, and didn't thank wake God. up, and and thank God. But what it what I can leave you with, if anything, if 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 this is um, a, a nice cap off of the cap on to the conclusion here is. Michael was very sick. I knew it was a matter of time. People were in the world getting sick and dying. People were dying naturally overnight. And I, I took with me that from this moment on, everywhere I go, I need to make sure that I salute the person who is in front of me and let them know I love them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you just don't really know. You don't. You really don't. Randy Slavacek, I love you. I love Michael. You guys have been so supportive to me and our project over the years. And I thank you. And um, I hope that anybody who watches this, uh, the two seasons that we have so far of After Forever or this new project, Riley's Unforgettable School Project, the special, that you you can take something away from it that's of love and and beauty and healing. A reminder 
You can find season one and two of After Forever, plus the new special Riley's Unforgettable School Project, on Amazon Prime Video. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember you can find me every day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Just a few reminders. Please wear a face mask in public, wash your hands a lot, practice social distancing, and take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time. 